You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. We are back from, I would say, a break, but it's more just our regularly uh, recap break because of Thanksgiving. We still put out two bonus episodes for you. I hope you guys have checked out our amazing interview that Vanessa did all on her own with Demois. And then just a few days ago, we had a really fun interview with Lene Brody that it just so happened a lot of drama went down that morning. So we covered all the Bravo breaking news already. And it is time to dive in to Charleston. Vanessa. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> we can't even think of words i mean we can't even think of words you know my mother once said if you have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all but you know we don't do that on this show we'll tell you what we think i uh yeah here's the thing i mean i, I feel like covid didn't exist in charleston it was it was a Interesting episode. I will say I appreciate the conversations being had about Black Lives Matter. I like the two Black fashion fashion bloggers that made um, an appearance. I follow them on my personal Instagram page. Uh, and I like the intent of everything that's happening there. However, I wish more of the main cast was involved in that conversation. And I hope we see that as the season progresses. Yeah. I mean, Danny is a friend of. has been a friend of forever. She's not a main cast uh Catherine even though a lot of discussion about her was being had she was not there I was really shocked they didn't show like a confessional of her even saying like her reaction to the emoji text and the things that she said it just feels weird that like we didn't even hear from her which leads me to believe that they're like this could be really bad if we actually air what she said I don't know I just and I also I love that like you said COVID didn't exist Craig was talking to Jerry, which, by the way, if you guys think we love Craig, we love Jerry that much more. Jerry is the most amazing person. So nice. Just just such a great person at the end of the day. Just a genuine, wonderful person. I love when Craig said COVID didn't really hit us here. And he's like, Craig, it's going to hit you then. Like COVID is in Charleston and it's going to get you guys. Like, I love that Craig said it like, oh, we didn't it didn't really get us here. Yeah, I mean, and we have to remember, too. And as much as I like begrudgingly say this, you know, this was I, I'm trying to remember at what time frame now we're at time we're line in wise. Maybe May. May. Yeah. May, like right after George Floyd. So like May, May, June. And so I mean, you would think after a shutdown, he would get that and seeing what's happening, what was happening in New York at that time as well. So yeah. But Jerry echoing Abby's sentiments. Jerry is amazing. We've had so many pleasantries with him and he 
I mean, like she said, if you think we love Craig, we love Jerry. So Jerry, we love you. You're the best. So kind. And basically we love you. Yeah. I mean, my husband might be a little jealous with how much <laughs> I love yeah, you, but we should say to him, he's, he's married. So it's not like we like, we love him as like a brother. Like that's yes. how I love him. Um, this is getting weird. The more <laughs> this is getting weird, the more we're talking about Jerry. Well, so we're gonna move on. But basically, the only other takeaway I had was Madison said she's about to be thirty. I'm like, girl, I thought you were my age. I didn't know she was that young, and she has an eight or nine year old. I know she said she had him young. I'm not judging that she had him young by any means. I'm just shocked at how mature and grown up and put together she seems for a 29 year old, comparing myself at 29. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like motherhood forces you to yeah. do that. But it just – so good for you. I'm not – and she looks amazing. I'm not saying she looks old. I was just shocked. I was like, oh, my God. Um, oh, and we can't forget Craig has a girlfriend, which we knew about pre-the season airing, and I was actually pleasantly surprised that we got introduced to Natalie, which oh, if you oh. watch Watch What Happens Live, <laughs> Madison um, basically – so Andy asked on Watch What Happens Live – he asked the question, do you think that, that Natalie is the one for Craig? Madison immediately said no, because Austin had hooked up with Natalie the previous summer. It's icky. I don't know. I just feel like they share too many. They're Eskimo brothers on too many levels. I don't know. It just, it's weird. Even Madison was like, they share too much. And that's all I'm going to say on that, which leads me to believe they might have had a threesome together. Wait, what? <laughs> that's that's the vibe I got. Like I I got threesome vibes off of Madison saying, and that's all I'm gonna say on that. Wow. So I feel like we should just leave you with that. I don't right. know that there's anything else that needs well, to be said. <laughs> We're gonna so, leave you a little food for thought yeah. there on Charleston. Okay, so from one hot take to another, I have a hot take on Jen from Salt Lake City. I think 80% of you are not going to like this. 20% might agree with me. I think Jen Shaw is a fraud. Wow. That is an aggressive hot take. So here's my thought. She talks a lot about money, how much money they have. She's renting her chalet. She got really pissed about that. Um, and we were reminded, like Brandy brought it up, that she's renting the chalet. That it was really weird that she talked about the party being costing her $85,000. Like why bring that up? If you have a bunch of money, it shouldn't matter. And I'm sure you got a lot of it paid for. But what really tipped me off was the old Land Cruiser that her husband drove to pick her up. And then I started doing some digging. I'm like, maybe they have family money because a, a head football coach at a university, they do well, but they're not doing throwing an $85,000 party, you know, living in a massive chalet. Well, He's not even the head football coach. I don't think they have as much money as she makes it sound like. And I'm thinking everything's rented or borrowed and it's all fake. Ooh. I don't know what her fan or her like group is going to be called. The the Shaw, the Shaw, the Shans, the Shans, because they stand Shaw. Like, I mean, they're going to come after me for that. And I'm guys, surprised you didn't say the sham, like a sham, like no. the shams. Well, that would have been that, a little shady. I don't think the people are shams. I get it. I love her as a person. Like, I love her on the show. I think she creates, like, such ridiculous drama and, like, is so wildly entertaining. 
but I, I just, I feel like she might be the next Teresa where there's going to be some tax evasion and it's going to be another case of a family that shouldn't have gone on reality TV to show off their lavish lifestyle that they're not able to financially support. And the car was the tip off for me. And if somebody has a story behind the car, maybe it was gifted to them by a grandpa and it means a lot, please let me know. But I don't know the renting the house, the talking about the $85,000 party and the car. I just think, I think it's all fake. No, I think that's totally fair. And, you know, internet, do your thing. So if you're listening and you've got some more tea, slide in our DMs. We are open to hearing all sides. Whether you have proof receipts that she does have some paper, let us know. Or if she really doesn't and she truly is renting stuff, let us know. But yeah, Jen is, um, I feel like Jen is going to be of the housewives on the of Salt Lake. She's going to be the most polarizing one. She's such a dominant personality. And I feel like you're either going to really like her or you don't care for her at all. Yeah. I feel like it's by the end of the season, people are going to love her or they're going to love to hate her. What, um, so, well, so speaking of Jen, what's your take on the conflict she's having with Meredith? So basically yeah. she's mad at Meredith for hanging out with Mary because Mary, the hospital smell comes up again. But another point where she's a fraud and a fake, she wasn't even at the hospital that day. She later came out and said that she was supposed to be at the hospital, but plans changed. So when Mary said that to her, it just proves how mean Mary is. But Jen, up until this point, has been talking about, like, I was in the hospital with my aunt who had a double amputation. It's like, and maybe she was days before, and I'm sure her aunt still had the surgery. But it's like, it's just, there's things with Jen. I'm like, it's kind of like Elizabeth from OC. I'm like, this is just not adding up and it's not making sense. But anyway. Meredith and Jen, I I just think there's a better way she could have said it. At the end of the day, I think Jen is just upset that Meredith is exploring a friendship with Mary and Jen is so hurt by Mary, who it sounds like it's someone that Jen and Mary were close prior to the show. Jen mentioned when she was talking about everyone thinking she was black in Salt Lake City that she and she looked at Mary and she's like, you and I have talked about this and Mary was nodding. So I feel like it's more just like this sense of hurt that she's experiencing from Mary and she's taking it out on Meredith. Uh, But I just felt like she just went off at that party for like this. I just, I don't under, I I just don't get why she was so upset and there was a better way to deliver it. A hundred percent. Her delivery was horrible. The intent was there. She was hurt. But I, what I did love out of that conversation was I'm disengaging, which I'm going to start using in my everyday life. My, I might even sign off some work emails with I'm disengaging. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> but that's what that was like my main highlight of that argument was the I'm disengaging that Meredith just kind of took on. She's like, I'm going to leave. I understand. And, you know, we'll talk about this crazy luncheon. There's, I mean, a lot to talk about there. But I understand where Jen's coming from, the her. I appreciated the explanation. She's it seems like a very passionate person. And as someone who can get walled up in my own feelings and my own everyday life, I can understand being like reactive a little bit first, just like kind of letting it out there. And then like you calm down and you can be a little bit more rational. So I kind of understand it. Delivery was horrible. And at least she owned that part. I completely agree. Um, So the other thing that I was, I think kind of stood out from the most recent episode 
this Met Gala luncheon was the most confusing thing for, and I mean, I think most of us know. So the Met Gala is an event that takes place, used to be annually, but because of COVID, it didn't happen this year. But there is a theme every year. The Met Gala itself is not a theme. That's like saying, I'm going to have a theme of a history museum for a lunch event. Like, okay, what type of history yeah. are we celebrating? For someone who's so fashionable, you would think she would know that. I mean, they've had... Um, they had like a camp theme. Like it's like, I feel like a lot of it's like couture type terms, like very high fashion-y things that I've never heard of or didn't know what they meant. (laughs) And then typically, you know, people show their interpretation of what that means. Some people are really, um, nail it. And then some people just show up in pretty dresses. Yes. Yeah. So it just, it was interesting to me. Um, the one thing too, I love the one they said, and you made a comment about this, beef eaters and a red carpet. Why was there a red carpet for this luncheon? It was just, <laughs> it was such a small gathering. It wasn't like a large party. No. So our friend, Ono Bravo, did the perfect meme for this, but Steph, it like reminded me of the Stefan skit from SNL. Yeah. We had the red carpet. We had these, the London-esque guards <laughs> you see in front of Buckingham Palace we had this table setting with like floating like colored beads like it just seemed very gaudy um then the louis vuitton airpods were as a gift um you know it's just met gala theme but not it's not truly met gala it's you know 12 o'clock on a weekday probably while they're doing this it's just it was so ridiculous and mary oh my god I, how can we forget and then her spewing that information about the 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 wine or the champagne that she chose in the year that so many people died. Yeah. Because of the grave. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But Mary, here's the thing with Mary. We can dog on her all day long about her grandpa and like, you know, how weird that situation is because it is weird. But she is kind of like a car wreck. Like you drive by and you shouldn't be looking as you're driving, but you continue to watch because it's so you can't make it up. It's like wild. Yeah. I mean, I just, she is like a fairy tale, like I, but not, not even a fairy tale. I just can't like, yeah, you can't figure her out. And it's like, every time you think, you know, a piece of her life, it gets weirder. Like she's just so weird, but she is amazing TV. Like I really don't ever want to have to have like a conversation with her, but I would, I don't ever want her to leave Salt Lake City housewives. So I don't know. I, that's how I feel on Mary. I, it's hard to describe, but I think we all are kind of confused on Mary in general. She's a, she's just an odd bird. What? But what? Okay. So one other thing I wanted to talk touch on that was from the previous episode. What did you think about Brooks freaking out about Jen doing like the high kicks thing? And he's claimed that like he could have seen her vagina, and he was like so Ugh. upset about it. I thought that was dumb. I thought that was a little much. Come on, Brooks. Like. I don't, from what we saw, we couldn't see anything. I kind of felt like that was, I thought he was overreacting personally. Like, I didn't think you could see anything. I just thought that was a little much. And, you know, he is like, I'm getting, I don't want to say mommy dearest, but kind of vibes from him in terms of how, how close he is with his mom and like wanted her to cancel that slumber party that they were going to have. And, it, he just seems to be like he really has to have his mom's attention like all the time. And he's the youngest, right? 
Yes. And he's so been, maybe it's like a young, yeah, yeah, the young kid thing. Like he, he just is like, okay, my older siblings are gone. Mom, you're all mine. <laughs> that sounds creepy. But I, I don't know. I just get this like mommy dearest vibe from him. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm, it, it's weird how it's like he wants to be closer with her and, and not like in a inappropriate sense, but it's like he like is almost codependent on her, but he wants her to be codependent on him too. It's just a weird dynamic. But I also think he's trying extremely hard to be a breakout star. We loved him in the first couple of episodes. And now I'm like, oh, I think you want to be way too famous. So you're going to kind of like stage and overreact scenes to make sure you're getting airtime. Yeah, I mean, he's 19. He's right. a 19-year-old, and yes, we jumped the on the Brooks yeah. train real quick, and we will change our minds, like you guys, as we watch these shows. I, one day we may love him. One day we may be like, okay, Brooks, we're done with you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm pretty much done with OC. Like, literally, my notes for the last two weeks are Kelly comparing alcoholism to liking uh, – or to not liking Givenchy. I shouldn't even be surprised – Maybe Shannon has a drinking problem. I'm kind of liking Gina. Is OC over yet? Those are my notes. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add there. (laughs) I really don't. I mean, OC, there's a reason. Abby and I were texting yesterday and we were saying, I'm like, we were both like, oh my gosh, this was horrible. We just don't like it and not enjoying it at all. And I'm understanding more and more why the season is going to be 10 episodes, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I feel sad that we all have to sit through 10. Um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Let's give 10 minutes, 10 plus minutes to Potomac. And let's start with Portugal and the music video of Candace's song. That was the most, I mean, if that isn't submitted for some sort of award, I that music video was amazing that they created. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. The producers, the producers of Potomac, are delivering in so many different ways. I really feel like, remember when Watch, does Watch What Happens Live still do like a little an award show like at the end of the year? Do you remember uh, like they would, yeah, they used like, to do it back in the day, but I don't know if they've done it recently. I don't think they've done it. They haven't done anything like that since Come All Ye OGs when he announced he was going to have a baby. I feel like they need to bring it back and the producers deserve a segment on it. Because of the creativity and the work and the editing that went into that music video just had me laughing so much. I loved it. And like, again, these are this is what I love, what we continuously love about Potomac. The women may not always get along, but they can at least always have a laugh. Yeah, I exactly. They just they all just have fun together at the end of the day. Like even if they're in the middle of an argument, it's like, oh, somebody's doing like a photo shoot. Well, I'm going to go do one. And I just I, I love it. I really didn't understand, though, the sex theme for or the dominatrix theme for the party. I, I'm all about, like, female sexual empowerment, owning your sexuality. I just don't know if a bunch of married women <laughs> doing, like, dominatrix for their friends. Like, it just felt kind of weird. They were all, like, sitting around in, like, lingerie. And then Candace showed up in a full-on, like, bondage catsuit. Yeah, no, I feel like the this is how the conversations go with the producers. The producer's like, okay, you guys need a theme party. How about a sex theme? I mean, this is not the first time we've seen these housewives dress up in like lingerie, leathery suits. We've seen it before on Atlanta. I mean, typically I think they do it more when it's a bachelorette party, like just more of an excuse to do it there. But I yeah, I didn't I didn't really get 
the theme, but I enjoyed like the purple, um, the eggplant emojis for the chocolate penises and like, I don't know, the content, the, the stuff and the sound bites that the women gave us from that was entertaining enough. Yeah, it was hilarious. I also want to say, this feels like a little, I don't want to say taboo. It's not taboo at all, but we talk, we talk like explicitly on here, but I don't think we've talked in detail about blowjobs. I'm shocked by the number of women on the show that are giving their men BJs on a frequent basis. They're husbands. I mean, they've got happier husbands than mine. (laughs) When Karen said, I retired my mouth, I said, I was like, amen, girl, that. I mean, I'm not trying to be a stereotype, but once there was a ring on my finger, I kind of retired my mouth too. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Mouth has been retired. I like the way that she said it. Okay. So on that episode, before we talk about this, the most recent one, thoughts on Ashley and Candace and that conversation. Do you side more with Candace or do you side more with Ashley? I respect Ashley saying it to Candace's face. I just feel really bad for Candace. I... There must be something else that, like, I'm not seeing or I don't know about. I understand, like, Candace isn't a great person. She said homophobic, fat-shaming things to a blogger who has since passed away, which is so terrible. Like, she knew that he was not the healthiest person because of his weight, calling him out for it, telling him to drop dead. Terrible, horrible things. I separate that, though, from Monique and Candace because that has nothing to do with why that fight happened. And I feel like a lot of people, like viewers and fans, are actually Team Monique, which is just shocking to me. Because I think, yes, like you should be responsible for your words and you can't just keep pushing people. But Monique's the one who made it get violent. And I just feel like if I was Candace, I'd be like, okay, you've all said a bunch of shit. And like no one's ever beat people up for it. And yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been running my mouth. But like she really wanted to hurt her and came back, you know, guns blazing out of the barn trying to fight Monique again, not knowing Monique was already in a... Uh, I'm sorry, trying to fight Candace again, not knowing that Candace was already in a car on the way home. Monique was like out for blood. And so I feel like I just feel kind of bad for Candace that like it seems like the a lot of viewers aren't on her side and that people hold her other mistakes against her for this an incident. I don't really understand why Ashley feels like she needs to get involved. Giving a character witness I thought would mean talking positively about Monique and the wonderful things that Monique has done as a friend and the way she supported her. Not, as Wendy said, slamming Candace's character and talking about when Candace, you know, was in her face and slamming that knife on the table. I don't know. I just, I don't really understand why Ashley's getting involved. I get wanting to support a friend and not wanting her to be in jail. I just think there was another way to do it. And I, I feel bad for Candace. Yeah, I mean, Ashley is savage. I mean, she said that is, you know, Candace is like pissed off, going off on her. And she's like, that is completely fine. And I respect your opinion. And Ashley, I mean, she, I mean, what's that saying? Like a cold hearted, um, I feel like there's like a song. I'm going to butcher that song. Are you thinking like revenge is a dish best served cold? No, I'm thinking there's like a song. Like she's a cold-blooded killer. I don't know. I feel like there's some 80s song that I'm thinking of right now that kind of reminds me of Ashley and it'll come to me and then I will share that with all of you. But until then, I will stop. (laughs) 
Yeah, I just, yeah, I feel bad. Uh, but Ashley is savage and she, God, I mean, I kind of, this is the part that's tough because like it's good TV, but I really do feel bad for Candace. Okay, so now we're up to the most recent episode. Another episode of Ashley Savage. She turns, she's getting lunch with Monique and tells Monique, oh, for uh, Karen's wig party, Karen made it sound like she uninvited you. So then Ashley calls Karen while at lunch with Monique and Karen's like no it's not true it's not true I mean Ashley I'm just like gotta give her a clap 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 on the phone call and Karen's just so funny in how she avoids situations because it's she kind of pulls over Ramona in the sense of like I don't remember it that way like I didn't say that I don't remember it and um yeah that was a little messy Karen yeah, Karen doesn't like being called out. And then she even brought it up when she had Monique come to the event early, which it seemed like Monique got dressed up to sit there for five minutes. Like, I felt kind of bad for Monique in that moment. She said she had an event to go to afterwards, but let's be real, probably not. Because, I mean, this was her one of the few chances that she had to film. Yeah. I, I can't wait for this reunion. I mean, honestly, like, I'm going to be so I'm so sad that the finale is coming up. I cannot wait for the reunion. It's going to be so good. And I really hope that. Giselle has to talk about her girls strongly not liking Jamal being part of the family. Like, I feel so bad for these girls. I do, too. I mean, we can sense it. Those girls have the same sentiments of us, like the viewers, us, on how we feel about Jamal. I felt bad. I mean, that photo shoot, the fact that he couldn't have been there. And, I mean, I felt like she was FaceTiming to truly prove that he was at an airport because that probably was going to come up. But... I don't know. I just, I felt, I felt bad. It's just like another disappointment. Jamal doesn't exist beyond FaceTime though. Like that's the, Oh no, he doesn't. We saw him at a restaurant and we saw him on FaceTime and that's, that's all we've seen. So, uh, um, here's, here's a couple, I want to bring up a couple more things from the episode, um, that were funny to me. One, we got a Matt sighting, which I was very excited to see Karen's assistant, Matt. And can we talk about how savage, Ashley was with the gift that she gave Karen at her party with the anti-acids. Uh, it was funny because I think Karen actually thought at first it was a sweet gift. And then she was like, well, I heard you were drinking with Monique. And she was like, oh, you're jealous. You're jealous. And then, I mean, then it turned into a big thing. And Karen left her own party. Who does that? That's so weird. It was so funny. Yeah, she left her own party called out one like the facial reactions of all the women those last five minutes like cracked me up I also wish I was I'm so sad that we only have one episode left because I feel like we could we could deserve we need at least five but I think the reunion will more than make up for it uh so Andy hasn't confirmed it I don't know if we'll like if it's been confirmed since then but he said in like a he was going uh he went live and uh, basically said the reunion might be more than three parts. It was that good. I, I could Ooh. do a, I could do a four part Potomac reunion with the caveat that we don't move this to every reunion being four parts. Like I don't think all of them deserve that. No, but not at all. Potomac not at does. all. I also, Potomac definitely does. I also love that Wendy's mom was so like amazed by a pumpkin patch, something I've been going to every year since I was like three years old. But she was like, I got to take a picture of this and let people know that these exist. Okay, so anyone who listens to us internationally, um, Canada, anyone outside of the United States, please message us and let us know if you know about pumpkin patches. 
Yes, I agree. Um, let's see. What else? I'm thinking. I just want to make sure we don't miss anything. Sorry, people. I feel no, like I feel like we got it all. I mean, for once, I feel like we got it all and we're truly doing it in 30 ish minutes. So let's do our shout out, which Abby and I haven't discussed. So this will be like a surprise on either one of us. I'm going to. Do you have one? (laughs) Cause I have one. If you don't. Okay. You go for it. Okay. So I want to give my shout out to you, Vanessa. You are officially back at work. She has had Camila at home. She still has Camila at home because of COVID and um, keeping things safe. But I know it's been a interesting journey for you from your pregnancy to now. Um, but just wanted to give you a shout out for being back at work and killing it. Oh my gosh, my jaw dropped. Well, thank you so much. I shout out to all the moms who are working at home with their kids and just still dealing with this pandemic. I mean, it's, it's a trip, but we're all in it together. And thank you so much for all your sweet messages. A lot of you, there's been a few of you who've messaged us and said like, you know, if you're a first time mom and that our Instagram page and podcast have been a nice distraction for you. So thank you so much for the sweet messages. That means a lot. And you can send us, continue to send us more messages. Or if you would like to do something nice for us, you can leave us a five-star review. We are trying to get back to 5.0 instead of 4.5. So hopefully we'll get there. But please leave us a five-star review. Either click the five-star rating or write a written review. And if you haven't already, please check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. And with that, We will check you out next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful soothing jets and all your stress seems to melt away like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.